This is Pet Life Radio. Let's talk pets. Hi, everybody. Cheryl from Unleashed. And today we have a very, very special guest with a very interesting story. Her name is Sharon Callen. And I'm going to let her tell her story. Say hi, Sharon. Hi, everybody. And get your pencil and paper ready because I want to give you her website. It's shelterdogsforveterans.org. And the four is F-O-R. And I'm going to have that on my Unleashed page on Facebook. And you definitely have to check out what she's doing. All right, Sharon. So tell us all about yourself. I know you have a really interesting, really interesting story. And you're doing really good things. And uh, we want to hear about it. Well, okay. I have been basically training dogs for about 30 years. And in January of 2002... I was diagnosed with stage three colon cancer and I was only given a 30% chance of survival. And I said, I'm that 30%. So during that time, I knew that I had to live because I had too much I still wanted to do in my life. Number one was to save dogs from being euthanized. And my father was in the military and um, I've had other relatives. I actually have two sons in the military. One has just uh, retired from the Army. One is making a career in the Air Force. But after my diagnosis of cancer, like I said, I wanted to go on and continue helping dogs. And so I was working in the medical field, actually doing medical billing, and they had a big layoff in the city I live in. And I was one of the ones that got laid off. So at that time, I decided, okay, I'm going to train dogs, you know, positive reward-based training. And how I learned about that was from Victoria Stilwell. I just idolized her. So I knew that was the type of training that I wanted to do over how we used to train, which we call old school now. And that was very aversive, um, pushing on the dog's bottom, jerking on the leash, all those kind of things. And I didn't like it. And when I saw positive training, I thought, oh, this is great. And that was where I found Animal Behavior College. So I enrolled and best thing I ever did in my life because it taught me a whole new way, um, you know, about dogs. While I was going through my uh, training, I was also trying to rescue dogs from some of our local kill shelters. And um, I came across a dog named Taylor and he had obviously been abused. Someone had poured like acid or something down his back. So he had like a squiggly line all the way down his back where the hair was missing. And this dog was absolutely awesome. And so I pulled him and started basic obedience training with him. And I thought this dog's going to make a good service dog for somebody. Well, it just so happens a gentleman from the Northeast contacted me. His name is Trevor Clark uh, Zamoiter. And he is a veteran. And he also is an EMT since he's been out of the military. And he was looking for a dog. And so I matched he and uh, Taylor together. And his comment to me said it all. He says, I'm damaged. He's damaged. We're going to fix each other. And that was when I knew right then that I wanted to train service dogs for veterans. You know, I did read something on you. You're able to tell the kind of personality that would make a good service dog. 
Yes, ma'am. And that's that's a secret I think we all should know because even if it's not for service, but for a kind of dog for different people, whether it's, you know, service, comfort, somebody that has children or somebody, all the different things, because dogs definitely, everybody has a personality and especially animals. And, you know, you don't really know where they come from. So you Mm -hmm. don't really know what they've been through. And, and, you know, of course, there's nothing like a, a, a love of an animal, that's for sure. And, you know, but dogs, definitely. I really try to push two dogs in a house. I mean, there's absolutely no reason if you live in a decent-sized house, you have two cars, you have more than one television, you got a family, while well, you can't have, you know, a companion for your dog or vice absolutely. versa. You know? Absolutely. And, and, you know, for every one we save in a shelter, you know, you really save two, the one that comes out and one that goes in. Not that I like, you know, shelter life, but... We just got to get away from the kill shelters. It's just absolutely well, and and that was that was my thing was that I decided early on that I was going to only take dogs from kill shelters, and that's you know where I've I've tried to stay true to that. People call me all the time wanting to donate dogs, and you know that they've bred or whatever, and. There are too many dogs in the shelters that are good dogs. And thoroughbred dogs. I mean, yes, you know, yes. it's not just mutts, although no. they are wonderful type of dogs. I mean, I'll be honest. I find, yes, I love purebreds, but I have found some of the most fantastic mixed breeds. And, and I'll tell you, one of the breeds I really like that gets such a bad rap is pit bulls. Yeah. Pit bulls make one of the best service dogs you'll ever have. Very loyal. And they're very sweet dogs. It's just, you know, bad owners, I guess. That I think it's bad it. owners. You know, I was talking to a friend today um, because this one shelter that, you know, I share a lot of their stuff out on Long Island, they seem to have a lot of pit bulls and they have just the most sweetest faces. And they are really good dogs. They and, are. And I, I agree. I think it's the owner. I think it's the mentality of someone who wakes up and says, I'm going to get a pity. That's not how you how you fall in love. <laughs> That's like saying, I want a blonde, I want a brunette, she's got to be this, she's got to be that. Yep. And I think a lot of it is because there have been a lot of tragedies with some of these dogs. I think it's sometimes the owners pair them with a lot of other dogs and they become a pack. And and that, you know, that's really hard to overcome because I think individually animals are sweet. Yes. And it's all about how they're raised. And how they're treated, you know, it's, you know, like you talk about, you know, positive reward. There are people who hit animals, which is crap. Yes. You know, that's another thing. Dogs are very forgiving. It's amazing. They always wag their tail. Yes. They just want to give love. And, um, you know, like I said, I've met a, a lot of really, really good dogs in the shelter. And one of the first things I look for is a dog that makes eye contact. And I've had very good luck in, in picking the dogs I have picked. Um, uh, as I said with Taylor, he uh, they're now traveling all over doing talks um, because he he finished his training when he got him, and he is now a service dog. And in fact, they're going before Congress, I believe it is, um, this week. Which they're, you know, I have a real problem with our VA system because they, right now, there is a, a law out there they've been trying to pass for the last three years. It's called the Paw Act, and what it is, it's for the VA to start recognizing that these dogs are helping these veterans, which we already know they are. Right. But 
they keep saying they're not done with their study. Well, yeah. their study's mm -hmm. been going on over it's seven years. It's called military years. intelligence. Come on. Yes. yes. Oxymorons. It's just, uh, it's ridiculous. You know what is also very good for um, for the veterans? Parrots. And, you know, there's so many of them because they shouldn't be here anyway. And they live for like 80 years and you have to literally will them to the next person. But they found yep. there was a, a gal in, uh, I think, California. And she ran a place that allowed, you know, the veterans to take because they're very social. They're like yes. a toddler that needs constant attention. You know, you yes. got to devote your whole life to them because that's they want all the attention. But they found pretty good stuff for some, you know, everybody responds differently. But yes, but they were able to take, I think, you know, with dogs, the dog really takes care of the veteran. In this case, I think it was the veteran taking care of the birds, which gave them self-worth and, and meaningfulness. So, yes. uh, you know, we there's so many things we need to learn about animals that it's just, but I hope it does pass because every veteran today definitely has been scarred by war, whether it's, you know, physically, mentally. And, you know, we could end, you know, the shelter problem if everyone coming out you know, you win the prize, you get a dog. Right. <laughs> yeah. Well, I just know it works. I have seen it, you know, time and time again with my veterans. Uh, they're able to leave their house now. Uh, they can go shopping. They can go out to dinner. They go on vacation where before they couldn't leave their house. Right. So nobody's going to ever tell me it doesn't work because I've seen it firsthand. I actually had a veteran that came to me one time, and uh, this led into something else with my organization, but um, he came, and on his way here, he had to drive about an hour to get to me, and he had a like a flashback or went, and went into a panic attack, and he was going to drive his car off the road and kill himself, and he said that when he turned, like he was going to turn the wheel, his dog was right there and put her head in his face. And he said immediately, he said, I can't, I can't kill my dog. And so he made it here. And See, that's the um, key. You yep. know, that's the key. They, you know, we live a different life when we have pets because we want yes. to be there for the pets. We want to come yep. home for the pets. How long does it take you? I mean, every dog is different and every veteran, right. of course, is different. But on an average, how long does it take? for you to, and, I, and I'm sure once, you know, the dog is with the veteran, there's little things that they could tune up on and, and train themselves, different things. I, I know you, mostly your stuff is like open up the door. I mean, heavy duty stuff you also do, right? Not just right. Uh, right. comfort. It, it's basically really, you know, uh, as an aid. Yes. And well, how my organization works, it works a little different than a lot of them that are out there. So I meet with the veteran in the beginning, find out what kind of dog he kind of likes. And, you know, because if they don't want a pit bull, I'm not going to get them one. But, you know, kind of find out what's going to work for them. If they need a dog for stability, I obviously have to have a bigger dog, whatever. So then I look for the dog. Well, once I find, I'll find like three dogs, I think, that are going to work for this veteran. And I'll have him go meet them. He picks the one he wants. And I'm always there because I can see the interaction. I can also tell if it's going to work. And then they take their dog home for two weeks, do nothing but bond. Then they come to me once a week and we train. And so they're training their dog through the whole thing. And this way, the bonding is bonding with him, not me. 
And plus, he has to learn the cues anyway. So, and this gets them out of the house to come to training. So we do a six-week basic obedience, a six-weeks advanced obedience. They take the canine good citizen test, and I'm just now implementing the urban canine good citizen test. And then they'll will do probably about six months of of the service task training, and then they take the public access test. And I administer all these tests. So it takes on anywhere, the minimum it could be would be six months, but that is very rare. It's usually about a year, a year and a half is what it takes to get one of these dogs certified. Really? I mean, that. well, it's it's well worth it because uh, now, do you think about the age of the animal because... Oh, absolutely. You know, it's got to be not so much a puppy, but certainly... Yeah, I try uh, not to use puppies only because I don't want them more stressed because they're already stressed with PTSD. And then if they're trying to potty train and all this. Yeah, no, I mean, you need a younger dog, though. I want to take a break and then I want to ask you about the courses that readied you for this besides uh, your own knack of it. We'll be right back. D-I-N-O-V-I-T-E.com. When we put him on the Dynavite, he took right to it. All of these symptoms disappeared. Dynavite is nutrition. If you want the dog to be healthy, you got to feed it something healthy. Something that he actually likes to eat. You need to put him on Dynavite. Dynavite for life. If you love your dog, you don't just want him healthy, you want him to be happy. You won't believe how happy your dog will be. D-I-N-O-V-I-T-E.com. Let's talk pets. Let's talk pets. On Pet Life Radio. Pet Life Radio. PetLifeRadio.com. Okay, everybody, we're back and we're with Sharon Callen from ShelterDogsForVeterans.org. And uh, she's telling us her secrets, most of them. <laughs> and she was explaining about you know, the type of training that, and it seems to be involved, which it should be, because uh, these are going to be lifelong friends. But, you know, you went to the ABC, uh, Animal Behavior College, and uh, I guess you went online. You took it online. Okay. So, yes, you go on. uh, I went online and and enrolled. You do your book work online first, um, and you take all your tests online, all that. Once that's complete, you're matched with a local mentor trainer for Animal Behavior College. And then you work with that trainer for probably about three or four months doing everything you've learned. And once they think you're ready, they'll pass you or flunk you, whichever. I had a fantastic mentor trainer. So, you know, that's how I got started. She paid me a very high compliment at the time and told me that I was just a natural, that I understood dogs. And I truly believe to be a good trainer, you really have to have that. I'm just in tune with a dog. You know, animals seem to like me too. Some dogs more than others, like some of my friends' dogs, they go crazy when I come over. But you definitely have to be an animal person. I mean, Absolutely. You know, it, this cannot be thought of as a job. This has to be like a calling. Yes, I truly believe that. And, you know, so I just, I don't know, it's kind of like being one with these dogs sometimes. I don't, I, it's hard to explain, but it just came very naturally. And um, so 
you know, Animal Behavior College taught me so much. And then again, the great mentoring that I had. And I'm actually now a mentor trainer for Animal Behavior College. Wonderful. So, yes. And I've had some wonderful students come through there. So you only take one dog. At, well, you do it once a week. So you can yes, really... Do oh, yeah, a couple of different, you know, pairings. You know, you could probably do three or four dogs and their new owners. Yeah, I usually have, you know, sometimes six dogs I'm working with at a time. But again, you know, that they're keeping their dog, they're coming to me. So that dog is really bonding with them. Where, you know, these some of the other organizations where they train the dog, then you go down for no, a crash course. And I, I'll be honest. I never could understood that. You know, growing up, I had uh, a big poodle, a standard poodle, wild, gorgeous, smart, conniving, wild. <laughs> and uh, this was in the old days when you went to breeders because you couldn't, you know, we, I don't know, a poodle. Right. And we sent him to school, you know, to a trainer. And the trainer was so excited. Come into Central Park. We lived on Long Island. Come into Central Park and you'll see how good he is. So we went to Central Park and he had the dog. I guess, you know, if I remember correctly, the dog did go to him and live with him and be trained with him. Mm -hmm. And he took the dog off the leash and everything was good until kids rode by on a bicycle eating um, an ice cream. And there goes Brandy. <laughs> <laughs> and that was it. It was huh. a waste of money. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Now, I'm not going to say I haven't had a dog or two try to do that for me. But, you know, we rein it back in. And um, consistency is key with dogs. Consistency because they, they and they operate better on a schedule. You can keep a dog on a schedule. They're going to do great. Plus, they want to please you. So. Oh, they do. So you yes. do give rewards, right? I mean, absolutely. I truly believe in, well, there's several ways a dog gets reward. Yes, treats, petting them, yes. looking at them, yes. talking to them. You know, my thing is look, talk, touch, sniffing, playing, and rewards. I mean, treat rewards. That's, that's how dog gets rewarded from you. So, you know, a lot of people don't realize, too, that they you should make that into a T-shirt. I know. I was trying to think something clever with it. But, you know, uh, with no, the I think just the way it is. People will come up to you and say, what is this? And then you can <laughs> give them true. your card and say, you know, I could train your best friend forever. <laughs> and, you know, the, the other thing is that how people think dogs think. And they think they think like humans, but unfortunately, their brains aren't wired that way. And once people start understanding that, then they're able to, to work with their dog. Everything a dog does is for, for reward of some kind. And, you know, that's what motivates them. So, you know, if you can tap into that, then you're on your way. And I think that's why I've had such good success in doing what I'm doing, because, you know, knowing how they think, then I know why they did this or why they did that. And I can fix it. I mean, I think it's wonderful. There's so many things we need to learn about dogs. I mean, that uh, that one, um, I don't think he, maybe he was a doctor. The dog that knew like, you know, like 1,100 words. He was able to pick out toys that had names. Oh, and, Einstein. Yeah, it's just uh, absolutely, even birds. I mean, they're, oh, yeah. they're amazing. I mean, there are some very clever, you know, dogs. I mean, I've, I have seen videos and I've shared them 
where, you know, uh, they know how to open up a gate. They know how to get out of this. And it's it, they're just amazing. But it's true because there is a reward for them, whether it's freedom, being with their friends, yep. you know, trying to find food. You know, they're just the kindest, you know. Uh, their souls are, are so forgiving and so loving. And like you said before, they just want to please. Tapping into that's how you get what get what you want. Um, they're going to do it. And the other thing is, is if they understand you. And that's where positive reward-based training through Animal Behavior College really helped because it taught me to communicate with these dogs. And so they understand the language because, again, they don't speak English. They don't understand, you know, and think the way we do. So I teach both hand and verbal cues, which is key. Because your dog may hear you one time and not see you or see you and not hear you. So you need to do both. And with these dogs that you've trained, he might be in a big family. Some maybe still live at home or maybe not. You know, whenever you have a service dog, you know, that's a key element for them to, you know, it doesn't mean they have to go play with them, but they have to be, you know, non-reactive to, to another dog. And cats, you know, I... I don't worry as much about cats unless I know this dog is going in a home with cats. But then I don't want a dog that. But are they too? Are they? Do they become protective, like Um, overprotective? Where if there are enough, they go to visit because they're going to be taking the dog with them everywhere. Yes. And if they go to a friend's house that does have dogs. Yes. They. I guess they have to be integrated. Yeah, and that's interesting that you bring that up because there is a very fine line there sometimes because resource guarding is what that is and and it's an innate behavior in dogs because they've always had to protect whatever they had. So, you know, and when a dog is with somebody 24-7, that is something you have to be very careful. So we watch these dogs very carefully as we go along and don't allow any of that kind of behavior. It's We definitely correct them from doing it so that does not happen. Well, see, I think the most important thing is that you go with them and they pick out the dogs. So you're not training dogs for, even though it is for a veteran, they are finding their own dog and you are training it for them individually. I think that is key. Now, and I'm sure I can't go into a shelter. I'm going to get another dog, but I can't go into a shelter. (laughs) It's difficult. Yeah, I just can't go into a shelter. I, you know, I deal with a lot of people that do rescue. So, you know, I'll take the chicken way out and, you know. uh, (laughs) But if it's a rescue, it came from a shelter. Oh, yeah, but I just can't go to the shelter because I would not walk out with one dog. Well, uh, that's why I have 12 dogs. I was going to ask you. (laughs) Well, that that almost is uh, the most. I mean, most of my (laughs) friends have two, three, four you know, and all different sizes, colors. It's, you know, I'm, I I promote a lot of, uh, you know, you, you got to rescue a dog because. Every one of mine are rescues. They were ones that uh, were dumped on the side of the road or were going to be euthanized. I actually have my own service dog and we also, I use him for demonstrations, but I rescued he and his brother the day before they were going to be euthanized. And so he is a phenomenal dog. And uh, his brother was a a therapy dog, but he passed away last year. So, but I still have Pepper. He's eight and a half and I will be retiring him probably pretty soon. And that's part of the 12, right? Yes. Yes. So mix and match, you have big, little, small, you, I mean. I have everything. 
Yeah, Anything. See, I have a, bo- a boxer. I have a cane corso, a mastiff. I have a pit lab. I have um, a Jack Russell dachshund. Ooh, so that's I, you know they're really tough because they like to be the only king. Oh yeah, I have no. All of my dogs get along wonderful together. And but you know they're all tra- they've all been trained. They've all been through obedience. And you know, but you not all you acquired dogs. them. Okay, the, you know Pepper and the other dog you got together. You know, Andy. With, yeah, his name was Andy. Yes. Okay. So, but other than those two, you acquired them, rescued them one at a time yes. over a period of time, acclimated yes. everybody. Yes. Now I have a little beagle mix as well. She was the dog. You, when you go through animal behavior college, you have to take a dog and prove you can train it when you work with the mentor trainer. So I got her at that time because I had to be like 10 weeks old. And so I got her at that time. And um, my uh, when I took her in to have all her shots before training started, my veterinarian laughed at me when he found out I was, he says, you're going to use this dog? He said, do you know how hard beagles are? Yeah, they have a mind of their own. <laughs> but she was top of the class. She did awesome. Wow. And uh, she she's a therapy dog as well. Dogs used to follow me home from school or puppies, little puppies. I don't know where the puppies came from. I lived in a development. <laughs> But my grandmother, by the time I went to school and came back from school, my grandmother had the dog trained. Oh, wow. I mean, just amazing. Yes. You know, didn't pee in the house and, you know, could sit. You know, the standard ones, of course, you know, now we know there's there's many more commands. Uh, yes. You know, because there's so many more things that, you know, people are doing with their dogs. They're just not just pets. They're part of the family. They come with us. You want to be home with them, you know, not tonight. I have a date with my dog. <laughs> right. <And>, uh, <laughs> it's true. I mean, uh, it's the best love you could get. That is, it, you won't find more, uh, a more rewarding love than what you'll get from a dog. They say the uh, kindest hearts live the longest. The world would be full of dogs. You are so right about that one. <laughs> so now I want to ask you, you're good? With your your health situation, yes, yes, I am in um, in remission and um, I'm doing well. I do have a couple disabilities that has put me on disability, but I'm able to still train you know train dogs. So, which I'll be doing it till um, they bury me. It's wonderful to hear you're a hero and a survivor, and you've taken your disabilities and whatever, maybe not to focus on yourself or your illness, and you've put it someplace out to do good. Well, that's an angel. Uh, well, thank you for saying that. But, you know, I do it because I love it, not because I want well, something in you return. To. You can't do <laughs> what you do unless you unless you do love it. And that's the key, as we were talking before the show, what we know now, if we knew then, you know, if you love what you do, you're really not working, you're playing. Yep, exactly. And it's, there's nothing better than working with dogs every day. I tell people all the time, I said, yeah, I really like working with dogs better than people. (laughs) Well, they say that, you know, they're, you know, uh, most people do like uh, animals better than people. That's for sure. It's, uh, you know, and now they're getting their just rewards as far as, you know, being a felony for being cruel to animals. Of course, I like uh, the two truck. One truck goes east, one truck goes west. And you're in the middle. I mean, you, well, you know, cruelty to animals, there is absolutely no excuse. No, there isn't. For children, and, and, I, you know, I want to include children, too, because I don't want 
people to think that, you know, that I'm only focused on animals, but cruelty is just, and they're just so trusting. Yes. You know, and and that ASPCA ads late at night when you can't sleep uh, and they're cold and they're shivering and it just breaks your heart because you know what? There really are idiots like that out there. There are. I mean, you know, it gets me too. people. I hear people say all the time, well, a dog's meant to be outside. You know, that's why they have a coat. I said, do you not get cold outside with a coat on? Well, yeah. Well, then why do you think your dog doesn't, you know? You know, there's this one um, video I saw, or maybe it was just a graphic. It was a guy in his shorts, I think, and he was chained around the neck to a pole. And the dog was getting in the car and he was saying, why are you leaving me? What did I do? And that's how they would know. Love it. I want to, again, get a pencil and paper because you got to look up her website and focus on some stuff she's doing. If you know of anybody, and we all know a lot of people, you could always recommend her. It's shelterdogs for F-O-R, veterans.org. And uh, is there is this the best way to reach you, or is there a phone number? I'll put it on yes. my... Uh, they can reach us there, or our phone number is 706-299-8854. Okay, I'm going to put that on uh, when the show airs. And uh, I really appreciate you coming on, and I'd like to have you on again when some uh, new stuff or something exciting happens. I love these kind of stories. Well, and It's thank been a you. pleasure, and, uh, you know, thank you for all you do. And, um, you know, with your uh, your children in the service, you know, thank you for your sacrifice. We appreciate oh. that because less than 2% of our population are serving. So, uh, and making a career out of it is, is something very admirable. I appreciate that. And I want you to keep well. And, uh, you know, you have my info and I want to keep in touch with you. And uh, once again, it's Sheltered Dogs for Veterans.org. And uh, thank you very much. Sharon Callen. It was a pleasure. And thank you, uh, you know, Animal Behavior College for kind of uh, teaching you almost everything you know. They did. And I can't thank them enough for what they've done for me. I And I can't recommend a better college either for, for training dogs. So that's good to hear. I, I like to hear that. And also, I was going to say, anybody that would like to donate to our organization, if they go to our website, there is a donate button there and they can donate. It goes through PayPal. We're always, you know, no donations too small because our veterans receive these dogs uh, free of charge. Good. I know it is very expensive to train an animal, which is, is, you know, part of the problem. Yes. uh, And I hope that thing with the VA does pass. Yes, I, I, me too, because it's it's ridiculous. What that is it the happened. name of what is the name of the uh, the, it's the, called the bill? The Paws Act. P A. I think it's P A W S Act. I was just at a conference um, with an organization that's uh, formed, and they were going the day that we were at the conference. It was the last day, and I had to come back. But they were all going before Congress for the third time to try to get this bill passed. Apparently there's only one congressman or whatever that's stopping it. And his thing was because this study isn't finished. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah we yeah. heard you it Give all. him a couple of bucks. I guarantee you he'll agree to it. They're right. all whores. Excuse me, I didn't mean to say uh, that, I, but, no, uh, I, you know, uh, exactly they've been there too long. 12 yep. years is enough. Yep. I'd like to have a job where forever I have insurance and a pension. Oh, uh, you <laughs> After a year. 
Wow. I want to thank everybody for listening. This is uh, Unleash Cheryl Kay. I want to thank Mark for um, doing what he does best and making me sound good. And again, I want to thank Sharon. And it's been a pleasure. And it's very interesting because we really need to know a lot of this stuff because it really is helping our veterans. I know that for a fact. I'm sure everybody knows a veteran that could use the help, whatever it could be. And I want to tell everybody to live life unleashed and have a great day. Bye-bye, everybody. Let's Talk Pets, every week on demand, only on PetLifeRadio.com.